Welcome to Rising to the Top Lessons in Leadership, brought to you by Columbia University's Career Design Lab. In this podcast, we interview senior industry leaders who share the secrets of their successes and reveal pivotal moments that impacted their career path. Come listen as they shed light on obstacles they overcame, as well as the wins they achieved. Hi, everyone. My name is Isen Benmaiza, and I will be your host for today in our interview with communication leader, Haley Berlin. The accelerating moment for me was really a promise that was made. And I walked over a year and a half at sacrifice time with my, at the time, toddler to really do something great. Um, that promise had not been delivered. I decided that I wanted to take charge of my own destiny. I wanted to shape my own future. I wanted to create a future that was better than the present and the past that I'd experienced. And to do that, I wanted to walk with people who were like me, going to deliver on their promises. One of the biggest changes we observe with the new generations is that they are more determined to find purpose and meaning in their work. They want to build fulfilling careers that are aligned with their deepest values. In our conversation with Haley Rowlands, she explains how she managed to build a meaningful career, what are the obstacles she faced, and how it shaped her leadership. Haley is a purpose-driven communication leader and a successful entrepreneur. She is the founder and CEO of The Additive Agency, a brand transformation consultancy that works with purpose-driven organizations to transform causes, conversations, and communities for good. Haley is also an alumni of the Strategic Communication Program, a faculty at Columbia University School of Professional Studies, and she serves on the boards of Democracy Works and the Tyler Clemente Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us today, Haley. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. How are you today? I'm good. You know, I think like all of us, just trying to manage uh, our families, walk and um, find joy uh, in challenging times. So, Haley, before we dive into our topic and discuss meaning and purpose at work, let's start from the beginning. We want to know who is Haley Berlant. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started your career. Thank you for the question. Um, you know, I am. I was born in South Africa. I came to America at 18. I was uh, supposed to go to University of Cape Town. Was very abruptly. Uh, we moved here and went to a school with 40,000 people. It was incredibly overwhelming. Decided if I was going to be a successful person in America, I needed to toughen up. So I moved to New York. I finished college in three and a half years. Moved to New York, and I can say certainly more than 20-something years later, it definitely toughened me up. But, uh, you know, my first job in New York City, I, you know, I'm an immigrant. I don't have family or friends in New York City. I came at 21 years old, and I had to hustle, right? I had to interview. I had to look everywhere. And with a Bachelor of Science in Marketing, I was willing to take any job in marketing and communications. And I think a big theme for today is going to be intention and purpose. But the first job you have isn't always the one you choose. It's the one you have to take. New York City is an expensive place to live. And as I said, I don't come from personal wealth and I didn't have a lot of connections. So I started out my career doing public relations for a, a healthcare PR agency. But I learned an important lesson at that first job, which is the relationships you make are the relationships that endure for a lot, lifetime. And my supervisor at my very first job then became my boss when I did public affairs at Columbia Law School. And he encouraged me to go to graduate school, which then encouraged me to shift from PR to branding. And now I find myself as the owner of a brand transformation consultancy, 
from the relationship at my very first job. So while healthcare PR wasn't my dream dream job, and it wasn't necessarily the one I would have chosen for my first job, there's always a reason that things happen. And in some ways, if you can then take charge of the rest of your um, narrative, um, it can take you to um, joyful places. You're talking about the beginning of your career and then your different roles in branding. Is there a moment, was there a moment in your life where you struggled to find meaning in your, in your career or where you found yourself not aligned with your values and personality at work? Your 20s, I think, is the most challenging time in your career, right? I think um, you're still figuring out uh, what you want to be, who you are. You also... I don't know about all of you, but when I was an undergrad, I studied marketing. I knew I wanted to be in marketing and communications, but we didn't have a single class on branding, right? I didn't even know it was career path. So my 20s, I worked at several public relations agencies and ultimately worked uh, at Columbia Law School doing public affairs. And during my 20s, I kept thinking to myself, is it public relations I don't like? Is it healthcare I don't like? Is it beauty PR I don't like. And you spend your 20s sort of trying to figure out, is it the discipline, the communications discipline, or is it the sector? And one of the things I discovered in my late 20s when I was working at Columbia Law School, and I was there during the implosion of Tyco and Enron 9-11 happened, Martha Stewart was arrested. There was so much going on and working at a law school where everything has some sort of legal implication. I realized, you know what? Public relations may not be what I'm passionate about, but working on issues that matter is what I'm passionate about. So your 20s is that time to sort of figure out, okay, this is what I'm passionate about now. How do I find a communications discipline that marries my passion with my purpose? And that's when in graduate school, I discovered brand building and brand strategy and realized I both loved it and I was great at it. And that was that pivot point. You uh, decided to become an entrepreneur at some point, although you were already working with purpose-driven organization before in branding consultancies. Why and how did you decide to launch your own agency? I spent my 30s working in big brand consulting firms. I led the rebranding of the YMCA of the USA, Rotary International, Memorial Sloan Kettering. They were amazing experiences. I traveled all over the world and I worked on some really, really meaningful projects with amazing people. The challenge when you're working in a big public uh, consulting firm or any public company is no matter what the company said the, says their mission is, there's always going to be pressure for margin, right? And so I wasn't one of those people that said, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my own business. You know, for some people that may be their story, it wasn't necessarily mine. What I discovered, though, is I knew what I wanted to do. I knew my, what my purpose was in my career and my life. And I looked around at all the environments that existed. Many led predominantly to C-suite by men. And as a woman, it's very challenging to be the only woman at the table. I looked around very homogenous cultures. As an immigrant, it's really important for me to be around people who think differently, who see the world from different perspectives. And I wanted to do projects, work that was meaningful, right? That wasn't always going to maybe generate the most revenue that could generate revenue, but also be incredibly rewarding. 
And I decided I was going to create that culture. I was going to create a culture that celebrated individuality, but fostered a strong sense of community. And that was always going to be driven by what was right, not necessarily what was going to generate revenue. And that's what spurred me to become an entrepreneur. Again, it wasn't a desire to build something of my own. It was a desire to create a culture where everyone can thrive and where we can all go home at the end of the day and say, I did something that mattered. And that's the inspirational reason that I started the Additive Agency. Maybe a different story for others, though. Was there a particular moment or an event that made you decide or accelerate your decision to create the Additive Agency? Yes, I had spent many, many years. Uh, I'd spent the bulk of my 30s working in a big consulting firm. And I'd also, um, in between starting Additive and working for the big consulting firm, um, had left to, to help start up another business. Um, I think across all of my experiences, one of the things I learned is I can live my life with moral and ethics. I can strive to be a good coworker, a good leader, a good manager, but people do bad things. There's always going to be people in your career. Um, and I experienced this in my 20s. I experienced this in my 30s who take credit for work that you've done, who will go back on promises that they've made, either for a promotion or ownership or whatever it may be. And my big takeaway, particularly in my late 30s, I'd accomplished so much, but people make promises and they go back on those promises. And I learned that I can't control other people's actions. People are going to behave badly. People are going to sometimes behave maliciously. The only thing that I can control is my reaction to those actions. And one of the things I've learned with more than 25 years of walking is things always work out the way they should. So in the short term, things may seem unfair or um, you, know, you can feel hurt about uh, a colleague's actions, that they weren't working in support of you or in collaboration with you. At the end of the day, the person who may be trying to undermine you, the person who may be taking credit for the work that you did, didn't do it. So they'll never be able to deliver in the way that you did. So my feeling always um, has been, you know, take a long view, live with the ethics and morals I have, behave in the way that I want, and things will work out as they could. But the accelerating moment for me was really a promise that was made. And I'd worked over a year and a half. I'd sacrificed time with my, at the time, toddler to really do something great. Um, that promise had not been delivered. I decided that I wanted to take charge of my own destiny. I wanted to shape my own future. I wanted to create a future that was better than the present and the past that I'd experienced. And to do that, I wanted to work with people who were like me, going to deliver on their promises. That was the accelerant for me, being tired of working with people who maybe weren't fully trustworthy, weren't doing the right things, weren't delivering on promises. So the accelerant for me was to create a culture where everyone can thrive, a culture where everyone is respected, and most importantly, a culture where people deliver on the promises that they make. Do you feel like there's a difference in the impact you have since you founded your agency? The, the difference when you start your own agency, I, I want to be clear, it's very hard. It's very challenging. But here's the biggest difference is I can make decisions as an independent organization. I can make decisions that are right and that I feel are good and that are going to positively contribute to my team, 
the culture and the world at large. And it's not that I have to respond to short-term thinking in a public company where you have to have quarterly results, you are driven by margin pressure. That sort of changes the way you make decisions. When you can have the time to think long-term, strategically, thoughtfully, when you don't have to curate what you're doing uh, through the decisions of shareholders who aren't really engaged in the business, it creates a totally different environment. And I think that the key to creating and running my own business is that ability to be truly strategic. And that's really energizing. That's really inspiring. And that's really, at the end of the day, empowering. Haley, you talked a little bit about the challenges you faced as a woman when you created your agency. Can you tell us a little bit more about these challenges you faced and how you overcame them? Being a, a woman leader, just like other groups that are not always the dominant voice at a table, is always in cha challenging. And it's challenging for a couple of reasons. One, first, is access to capital. You know, the relationships you have, who has money that can support and drive a business. And, it, you know, it's, it's really tough. The other key challenge is that often the clients um, that we work with or collaborate with are led um, by uh, a very specific group, right? Very homogenous in their makeup. So when you have an accent, when you um, are a woman, all of these things you have to sort of think about, counter, challenge. One of the things I decided early on was I was going to take charge of my narrative, my personal narrative. So coming from South Africa, I could walk into a room and someone might think, a certain set of things about me because of where I'm from, right? But what I did, which was really, really, I think it's been very helpful for me in my career is say, yes, having grown up in South Africa during apartheid means that I'm in the business I am because I've seen social injustice firsthand and I don't want to live in a world where that continues to, to exist or persist. And that's why I started my company, right, is to actively address those issues. That's just an example of going into a room. And again, because you're an immigrant, because you're a woman, there may be misperceptions about you. You can let those misperceptions persist or you can take charge of your narrative, own it and turn it into a positive. And I found that to be incredibly helpful. The other key thing I would just say, because I've mentioned access to capital a couple of times, One thing I decided to do was I didn't want to be holden to a venture capitalist. Now, a lot of companies that are starting up do need VC funding, so I want to be clear. I don't want to be Pollyanna-ish about it. I started the company, though, with $20,000 in savings, and it's now become a multi-million dollar consulting firm. And I did that because of three things. I built really strong relationships with clients where there's incredible trust. I was rigorous. So every recommendation I made thought through how I was going to sort of move a company forward. And I took responsibility. And that's enabled me to grow the business on my own terms. I'm not reliant on a VC funder. I'm not reliant on anyone else but myself and being able to generate a business that is sustainable and again, that isn't dependent on anyone else. Those are the decisions every person is going to have to make. But for me as a woman leader, I did not want to be dependent on anyone else. I wanted to take charge of my business. I wanted to take charge of my narrative. And ultimately, I wanted to take charge of my own journey. And that's the advice I would give for anyone looking to shape their own future. Wow, very inspiring, Haley. Since we're talking about advice, 
you know, more generally, what does it mean to you to have a purposeful career? And how can we find meaning in our work? Would you have any advice for the students who are listening? Where should they start? I think having a purposeful career isn't necessarily linear and it isn't the same for everyone. But I will give some advice that I hope will be helpful wherever your um, journey takes you. For me, I've, I knew I was always going to spend a lot of time at work. So I knew that if I was going to, that's just who I am. I find a lot of meaning in the work that I do. So for me, having a job um, where I'm actually doing things I'm excited about, passionate about, whether it's food security, whether it's um, addressing global pandemics like COVID, or even we're seeing mon monkeypox emerge as a big threat, trying to eradicate, eradicate polio once and for all, all of these things, these big issues, voter rights, racial justice, these are the things that I wake up every day and think, we live in a challenging world, I want to do something about it, so I made a career out of it. I found a way to make a living live a good life, but also channel all the energy, all of the, the focus, all the passion I have to apply my talents as a strategist to do good. Now, that may not be for everyone else. So what I would say is, you know, we all have to work. It's not always joyful. It's not always delightful. But how do you work uh, or find a career where you can make meaning, whether it's in the role that you have, the culture, the company, the issue areas? And how do you make the most of what you're doing, you know, in your day-to-day -day world? And if it isn't sort of where you find your full purpose, how do you augment that or complement that outside of work? Through your friendship groups, through volunteerism, through charitable work, if you're faith-based or faith-driven, through your faith community. But it's really important for some people, work isn't going to be the way that they achieve purpose. For me, it is. For you, it may not be. So making sure that you find purpose in your life, primarily through career, but also outside of your career is so, so important. So that's what I would say. Find what energizes you. And there's always three questions I ask anyone looking for a purpose-driven life. What are you best at? What gets you out of bed every morning and makes you excited? And how are you going to make a living at it? Because you got to make a living at it. And so it's got to answer those three questions. And those are going to be the three questions that help you find purpose and meaning in both career and life. That's a great advice, Haley. I would like to end this episode by asking a simple question. What is Haley Berlin's definition of leadership? And what do you do to be that leader? Great question. When I think about leadership for, for me personally, I think it is about living um, your life uh, purposefully. And I think it is about being good. And I don't want to sound sort of trite, but what I mean by that is I come to work and I try to be a good client service person. What does a client need? What's the issue they're trying to solve? I try to come to work and say, how can I be a good manager to my team? What's going on in their personal life? What is going on at work? Not everyone is going to perform 100% every day. How do I understand the context and try and be a good mentor and a good manager? And then When I, I go home, right, how do I lead at home? How do I try to be a good mother? How do I try to be a good partner? I think leadership is about setting an example, right? And I think the best way to set an, an example is to build relationships, to nurture those relationships, to work really hard, and at the end of the day, always take responsibility 
for what you do. The promises you make, making sure you deliver on those promises is key. So when I think about leadership, it goes back to something I said earlier. It is about relationships. It is about you know being rigorous, thoughtful, understanding context. And at the end of the day, it is about taking responsibility for the words you say, the actions you take. And if you can live what you say, that's leadership to me. Thank you so much, Haley. That was a very inspiring conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Rising to the Top Lessons in Leadership. For more episodes, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get more information and tips on how you can advance your career, visit Columbia University's Career Design Lab at careerdesignlab.sps.columbia.edu.